Hello, America. Welcome to the uh, program. Now, normally, we don't talk about the witches on The View. Uh, and I shouldn't say witches. There's really only one. I mean, some of them are really dislikable, but I do believe that Joe Bo- Joey Behar is a witch. If she was ever really in the Catskills doing comedy, even if it was in the 1950s, you'd have to use witchcraft to, to believe that anyone found her funny. Ever. Does not seem possible. Unless witchcraft is involved. Anyway, um, The View continues just to eat up and spit out anyone with a different opinion, even if it is wildly science-based. There was an explosion on The View yesterday. We talk about it with the person who they would say lit the fuse. Next. Uh, also coming up uh, this hour, I'm going to talk to you about inflation. Um, we have the uh, the head of Goya on. He's just one of the other food producers. So far, it's been Tyson Food, uh, Kraft. What was the other one? There was another one and Goya. So pretty much anybody, you know, at 95% of all food. Uh, that you're getting from one of these manufacturers. They've Kraft came out and said they're going to increase their uh, their prices by twenty percent. No, but don't worry, it's transitory. It's not transitory. It's not, and it's going to get worse and worse. So what do you do? Well, it means that your dollar has less buying power. That's why things go up. It's not that. Uh, it's not that they're more valuable. It's that your dollar is less valuable because it's not pegged to anything real. That's why you have the gold standard. That's why I would suggest that you call Goldline and just 10%. Just put 10% of your portfolio, your IRA or whatever. Put it into precious metals. Please spread the risk out because the dollar is going to go bye-bye. It will. Goldline is still offering their special promotion on their historic graded U.S. coins, the $5 gold Indians. With every $5 gold Indian acquired, they're sold in a box of 20s. You receive one of the Mind Your Business silver bars at no cost. Mind Your Business is actually what was on our our first money. It wasn't in God We Trust. It was actually Mind Your Business, which I love. $20 gold Indians equal 20 free silver Mind Your Business bars. Right now, this week, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Jedediah Bila is uh, with us. She was on The View yesterday. She was going to do just a, a segment on her uh, on her new book called Dear Hartley. Uh, and in in something that was completely unexpected, I'm sure, to the ladies on The View, she didn't come in. She was she was on remote. And one of the ladies said, gee, Jedediah, we were so looking forward to having you in here. Why aren't you here in the studio? And Jedediah said what? Jedediah. How are you, Glenn? So what I said, I gave my explanation as to why I've opted not to get vaccinated, which is twofold. One is that I have a medical exemption from my vaccinated infectious disease specialist in New York City, who has said, along with the support of three additional doctors, that this just doesn't make sense for me. It's not a good idea for me. There's more risk for me than benefit because coupled with that 
is my high level natural immunity. I had COVID 19 months ago. I've been tracking that immunity with him for a very long time. It's high, it's unwavering, it's multifaceted. I provided lab documentation with my exemption that wasn't good enough, but that's why I've chosen not to get the vaccine. And, you know, I, I, I really went on, you know, just so you know, we, I had done a pre-interview, you know, they were very familiar with how I felt about mandates. I knew that I was going to go there and talk about the book, but I also knew we were going to, you know, supposedly have a conversation about these mandates. <laughs> they don't have so conversations. Would, you know that well, you I used to be on The View. I mean, how? I did. Oh, I don't know how you survived. I was saying to myself, well, they know how I feel about this. They're inviting me on. So obviously we're going to talk about it. Obviously, you know, you, you saw how it went down. I was labeled as misinforming the public for really stating CDC facts. Now, I'm no fan of the CDC because I think that they politicized this despicably. We saw that with respect to the teachers unions and how they basically dictate mm-hmm. policy in schools. We've seen that with numerous things, that ridiculous study they put out on natural immunity that made no sense where they cherry pick data and they, they, they basically look at people who are in the hospital with COVID-like symptoms and say that that's supposed to somehow represent the general population. That study that they put out, by the way, has been uh, debunked by at least 16 other studies. I now, I now know of 129 studies that support the existence of natural immunity. And if you don't believe that, you can also look at history because natural immunity is not new. It's been around for hundreds of years. But I basically went on the show and said, look, I don't support mandates regardless, regardless of my personal you know, situation where I have this natural immunity, where I have these medical exemptions. I don't support the mandates because they're not grounded in science. If you are vaccinated, it is a fact that you can still get COVID and you can still transmit COVID. That is on the CDC's own website. The CDC director has come out and said that herself. That is why they brought masking back in for vaccinated people, because they said, "Uh oh, Delta is spreading like wildfire among the vaccinated. You see hundreds of thousands of breakthrough cases around the country. That is not disinformation. Those are facts. So I thought it was really interesting that it was labeled that way. Um, And that's just what you see going around around the country. You're supposed to be able to ask questions when it comes to science. Anyone, anywhere who is preventing people from asking questions, whether it's about their own health or the health of their children, you need to be suspicious of because that is not science. That is propaganda. So, I mean, were you really surprised that they would treat you this way and cut you off? And I mean, because that's that is the way they deal with everyone who disagrees with them. You know, this was an interesting unfolding because I was supposed to host there in October. I had submitted my exemption. It was actually approved at the time. They came to my house. They COVID tested me. I was happy to get tested. And then, you know, suddenly the policy changed and it was only vaccinated people were allowed in the building. So, you know, the the executive producer over there happens to be a really nice guy. Um, He's just a, a pretty decent person in an indecent business, as I always say. But he was communicating with me and saying, we're going to put you onto the book regardless. You know, as I said, I did a pre-interview. So, you know, I have to say, you know, <laughs> some of those people, Sunny was at my wedding. I mean, I, I, I was very surprised in that moment that they wouldn't at least, I mean, the expectation that I would listen to political pundits or Bill de Blasio or Joe Biden about my personal health decisions and not my own doctors, that's kind of fascinating to me and and that admission on air and there was no you know there was no pushback on what i was saying because what were they going to do go against the cdc i was putting out and the reason i cited the cdc is because 
people on the left cite the CDC all the time. So I said, okay, so you love the CDC so much. And I can, you know, name numerous instances of cases where the CDC just plowed out an 80% mask efficacy tweet. That is utterly ridiculous. Are they talking about N95 masks fitted for doctors and hospitals or a cute little leopard print cloth mask from Etsy that I can buy tomorrow that's fashionable and stylish but does virtually nothing? So let's be honest about the CDC. But I used their data because I know, hey, you guys love the CDC. All right, this is what the CDC is saying. If you can be vaccinated and you can transmit this virus, and we see that happening throughout the country, give me the scientific justification for a mandate. No response, because there is none, Glenn. And the truth is that the reason I go on shows like that, I've, I've always been outnumbered. I've been an, a, a conservative in New York City. You're brave. I, I worked in By the way, you're the first person in this industry that ever hired me. I don't even know if you remember that, but you put me on real news. Well, I I knew you worked for me. I didn't know you were the first one uh, that I was the first one to hire you. You were the first person I had. I was fresh out of academia. I had taught in a woke, very, very woke private school in New York City for years. By the way, taught through six flu seasons. Never once heard about masking kids, never once heard about mandates on kids. And we know that the flu is more dangerous to the children, to children, not to adults, but to children than COVID-19. So that's been an interesting uh, Mm. experience for me. But you put me on TV. You were the first one. And I've always been outnumbered. So I'm kind of comfortable in those settings. And I think it's important to go there because the bottom line is I did speak facts. And there are people out there audience members. I'm not going to convince the host. That's not why I'm there. But there are people in the audience that say, well, hold on a second. Let me look that. Is she right? What? And, and I don't care if it's 1%. I don't care if it's 0.05%. I don't care what it is. This message needs to get out in all mediums because people are losing their jobs. People are having to choose between, well, do I listen to my doctor's advice? Or do I listen to, you know, big corporate media, which oftentimes I feel like is very friendly these days with big pharma and big Hollywood and big tech. All the bigs seem to be having a blast. And oh, yeah. All right. But um, I think it is important to get the message out there. So and let's hope it was heard. Let me ask you. Let me ask you if you have felt a difference in the country in the last even just the last year where. I mean, it used to feel like we were wildly outnumbered. And, you know, when I started the 912 project, it was like, you're not alone. You're not alone. Majority feels like this. I am starting to feel that even Democrats are starting to go, enough is enough. Do you feel that way? I agree. I agree with you. And I'm still in New York City, although I'm going to be moving. Uh, we're looking at properties in Texas because I, I cannot support this madness with my tax dollars anymore. And I have a two-year-old, you know, I wrote this book, Dear Hartley, for my kid, for everyone's kid. We can talk about that in a second. But, you know, I I can't look at my child and and say that it makes sense to raise him in a place where freedom doesn't exist. And you walk into New York City these days, it reads like a bad dystopian novel. So I I do agree that things are changing. And I, I said this from the beginning, they pushed too far with these mandates. Everyone has their line. Some people You'd be surprised. They said, oh, you know, I'm going to I don't need the vaccination. I have the natural immunity, but for convenience, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. So they got it. Now, now they're coming around the bend and saying, oh, Fauci says, oh, by the way, as you well know, you know, there's more people in the hospital and there's more people dying even that are vaccinated. The, the immunity is waning. So you've got to get a booster. People are saying, oh, you're going to tell me now I need to get a booster. What, every six months? There are people now that said, OK, that's my line. I'm done. Then there's people that would even be willing to do that for themselves. 
but they're not willing to do that for their children. Maybe their children had COVID for five minutes and had the sniffles and they're saying, no, this is not necessary. I'm doing my own risk benefit analysis. So I think people are looking at the creeping normality that happens with big government. Big government comes in little by little, as we know, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, you have no freedom. I was battling mandates back in the early Obamacare days, on The View, by the way, Mm -hmm. saying that people should not be mandated to have health insurance if they didn't want to. That was like, you know, the big debate of the time. Look at what's happened in such a short period of time. Now, it's not just about mandating that you have health insurance, but they can mandate that you get vaccinated for something that you may not need and your own doctor says is not for you, or you can't eat a sandwich in a restaurant in New York City because Bill de Blasio knows more about your health than you do or your doctors do. Give me a break. Is that and so that's changing I, even in New York City? You're feeling that in New York City? Enough is enough? There were a lot of protests in New York City that I saw. There are a lot of people who have picked up and left. There are a lot of people who currently have businesses that are actively looking to relocate. Some have done so already to places like Florida and Texas and Tennessee. I do. I feel it tangibly on the ground that people have had enough. Um, And these businesses don't want to do this. You know, they know that it's not good business to be Mm -hmm. able to They're checking IDs at the door for for COVID vaccination. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. So I think ultimately what you're going to have, though, is you're going to have a United States of America that is highly divided. You're going to have states that look nothing like each other because everyone who, who agrees with this type of psychosis is going to flock to places like New York City where people in power will appease them and will say, okay, we'll create a little communist regime here to make you happy. And then the people who want freedom for themselves, their families, their children, and don't want to live under those regulations are going to flock to other places. And these states are going to, I don't know how they're going to coexist. (laughs) Maybe they never visit each other. Maybe these people grow increasingly distant from each other. Mm -hmm. But real Texas is not going to, I mean, it's already not recognizable, you know, comparable to New York. But I think in the next five years, you're going to see such an enormous disparity. And you see that with the governors. Look at DeSantis standing up and saying, I'm not allowing, you know, the Biden administration to decide that of 100 employees or more. I mean, this is, you realize the insanity of this? Joe Biden coming out? Now Joe Biden knows more about what's good for you and your family at the most fundamental level. Your health, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Do not give those people, do not give political bureaucrats or corporate bureaucrats that kind of power. It's insanity. Okay. Um, Jedediah, first of all, I hope you move to Texas. And if you do, remember, I, I have the Paramount lot here. Uh, I bought the, the uh, old movie studios. We have plenty of room. We'd love to, uh, love to have you around uh, again. You're, you're fantastic. So move to Dallas. Anyway, uh, beyond that, I, I do want to touch on your book because your book is talking about some of this stuff um, in a, I think, in a really, really good way that, you know, a lot of women... Uh, who are, you know, not caught from our cloth will understand and wrap their arms around. Uh, Dear Hartley is the name of the book. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. Also, the president of Goya and some stats on inflation that will blow your mind. AMAC, lots of great things about climbing up into your 50s. You're allowed to wear socks and sandals and nobody cares. You're easy to go. Nope, not going to do that. Nobody cares. Easier to trick the wait staff at Denny's to give you the senior discount. And 
you finally get to join one of those benefit groups that you've heard about where you can save, you know, with uh, roadside assistance and members only credit cards, travel benefits, phone plans, dental plans, auto loans, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the one thing I want you to know about all of those, all of those plans and all of those uh, places that will allow you to join if you're uh, over 50. AMAC is the best. And here's why. Not only do they have great plans. Not only do they inform you on the news and it's not propaganda, they will tell you what's really going on in Washington. But the third thing is they involve you. They not only inform you, but they work side by side with you. The advocacy is fantastic. They are the ones really that stop the passage of House Resolution 1. Um, they are wildly involved, and they are looking for members that want to save the country as well. It's AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck, AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. Ten seconds, station ID. So in Dear Hartley, uh, some of the things that you write about is, you know, the covid pandemic and navigating in a New York with a newborn baby, um, uh, masculinity, chivalry and being a good man, which I think is critical. We are we are a nation of weak and pathetic men, and that's why we have a weak and pathetic country right now, quite honestly. Um but you touch on a couple things in several chapters, um, the strength of empathy and another chapter is on humility. Um, why are those so important right now? Yeah, you know, I wrote this book initially, you know, I started during the pandemic. I wrote it for my kid. I had a, I was looking at him. We were spending a lot of time indoors. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to socialize as he should have been uh, doing unfortunately, because everything was shut down in New York City. But I was looking at him. I said, I have so many things to say to him. So it started as letters to him. This has really now become, in many ways, letters for all of us. It's for students. It's for parents, grandparents. It's for anyone who cares deeply about this next generation and what's happening in the world. So some of the things I talk about, you know, I talk about the American dream, Glenn. You know, I grew up in a small condo behind the Staten Island Mall. People used to joke, oh, you grew up behind the Staten Island dump. It was true. That's where I grew up. You know, my parents had to work really hard to pay off that mortgage, but I somehow landed on television. So I wanted my child to know the value of growing up in a country like this, of opportunity, of what that means, of what he's capable of. Uh, I talk a lot about practical skills and how being, you know, I went to Columbia University and I graduated. I had this fancy degree. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't know how to do anything. All these people around the country, and I have a friend in Texas who, you know, homeschools this little girl and works on a farm. And part of her homeschooling is learning all of that. And she knows how to defend herself. And I said, you know what? I would trade in my AP calculus for those skills any day of the week. So I wanted him to understand what that means, you know, the sense of self-reliance that comes from that and self-empowerment. Um, you know, we talk about empathy, we talk about character. One of the chapters is you, the architect, which really links into a lot of what's going on in the world now. And it's about being the architect of your own life. And you have the ability to determine what you want your future to look like in so many ways. And, you know, I, I struggled with Lyme disease a few years ago. I had mm. my own health journey. And what was key to that was me believing, you know what? 
I'm empowered to fix this and I'm going to seek out doctors that I feel supported by and I'm going to get into a health regimen. So I don't want a child that feels powerless. I want a child that has the courage of his convictions, that can walk into a room full of people that disagree with him and speak his mind. You know, I get into diversity of thought in the book and education and what that should look like. And I never want him to cower in a system that has decided what he should think instead of enable him, enabling him to think. Um, and I talk about character. I talk about, you know, empathy. This past year was hard for a lot of people. People lost loved ones as a result of COVID. People lost businesses. They worked their whole lives to set up a business and, and they lose it because of lockdowns. You know, right. people had lose income. I mean, this is a book for everyone. This is a book that everyone will relate to. And it's about the values that you want to preserve for yourself and for your next for, for the next generation. The name of the book is Dear Hartley. Jedediah, it is great to talk to you again and uh, great to see that you're doing well. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Dear Hartley, available uh, in bookstores everywhere. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at these numbers on our economy, and it is yeah, I mean, you won't sleep. You won't sleep. I'll, I'll give them to you here in a second. But if you, yeah, I mean, we have to sleep. So, I mean, wouldn't it be better to sleep on a my pillow or their unbelievable sheets? Right now, for a limited time, Mike is offering his my pillows, the ones that started it all. Lowest price ever. You can get a standard my pillow for nineteen ninety eight. Originally sixty nine ninety eight. It's fifty dollars in savings, and the king size pillow is only ten dollars more. Now is the time to buy. Along with the lowest price offer, Mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until March first of next year. MyPillow.com. You need know somebody needs a good night's sleep? MyPillow.com. You can go get the pillow. You can get the sheets. You can get uh, the mattress topper, slippers, towels, whatever you need. This Christmas, MyPillow.com. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117 and use the promo code BECK and get these great radio specials. MyPillow.com. Tonight's the big night. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn for the Fauci special. Uh, the promo code is Fauci lied for 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to give you the truth about something you already know, but no one will no one will ever report on this because it goes against the narrative. You know inflation is bad. You know that we are paying higher prices for almost everything. Um, when it comes to gasoline, it was reported this morning, $600 million a day extra at the gas pump. That's what we spend every day, $600 million more for our gasoline. And this is all caused intentionally by the Biden administration. They are the ones that are controlling supply. Um, it's a centralized planned economy as much as they can get it. Um, the one thing that the Fed and, the, and Biden and everybody is saying that they're going to fix the economy. Uh, and it's really the 
It's really these workers that just won't go to work. They're not really even saying that, but that is partly true. Um, And as soon as we get people not be afraid of COVID, they can all go back to work and then everything's going to be fine. And the the inflation is transitory. That's bullcrap. Wages are up 4.6% from this point last year. Okay. So if you're going to work, your wages may have gone up by 4.6%. However, the Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Expenditure Survey found that housing, which accounts for one-third of the average household's budget, one-third, is up 20% from last year. Transportation, your fuel, is up 60%. Now, that's no small thing with the average household spending 16% of its budget on transportation. So already 16% of your budget is is gone and fuel is up 60% and your home is up 20%. Food, which makes up 13% of the average family budget, is up 5.3%. Personal insurance and health care easily eat up nearly a fifth of household budget. They are up 8%. Clothing is up 3.1. The average budget, uh, 4.3. All in all, this means that the most necessary 85% of the average family household budget has costs 21.7% more than last year. And 62% of that budget goes to food, shelter, and transportation, and that is 27% higher. I don't think your 4.6 uh, increase of your paycheck covers a 27% increase on the things that make up the majority of your budget, do you? And we haven't really seen real inflation yet. Um, Kraft, Kellogg, Frito-Lay, Goya has said they have to increase the prices of their products. Kraft says they're going to increase by 20% all of the Kraft products. Good thing we don't buy a lot of stuff from Kraft, huh? I have a friend who's been on the uh, program before. Um, It's uh, Bob Unanway. He is the president and CEO of Goya Foods. This is a guy who worked the production line. He drove the trucks. He's now the president and CEO and uh, has made Goya into a self-sustaining company by opening up a steel cutting factory for the cans and they print their own labels and everything else. Bob, tell me about the reality of your business and what's happening. Well, great to hear from you, Glenn, and great to uh, talk with you after uh, being with you this summer uh, with with Tim Ballard uh, in Utah. A great, um, you know, from day one, Glenn, we've been working. We never stop working. Uh, The problem is we're like a modern day prodigal children out on a spending spree. We're being thrown all this money, incentivized to stay home, not to work. We need a reason to get up in the morning. God, family, work, school, they're taking away our spirit. It's gluttony. It's gluttony. And the, the, the highest costs are coming from Asia because we want everything. And everything that's coming in from Asia, the, the roadblocks, uh, the log jams at the ports in, in Long Beach are because 
we, we're buying so much, we're not, we're producing less here. Uh, when we were uh, talking out in Utah, $150 billion is the uh, amount, the industry of child and human trafficking. <clears throat> that number recently uh, swelled, I believe, to $200 billion. You know, but when you're talking trillions, that's not a big deal. But we have, we're the biggest consumers of goods, we're the biggest consumers of traffic, we're the biggest consumer of drugs. And so, you know, there's a saying, you know, by the, which is disputed by, by the person that built Dubai, who said, my grandfather rode a camel, my dad rode a camel, I drive a Mercedes, my son drives a Mercedes, my grandson will ride a Range Rover, but my great-grandson, excuse me, will ride a camel. Mm-hmm. Why? Because hard times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create um, soft men. Hard times. Yeah. Soft men and soft men create hard times. Yeah. And we need to create warriors, not parasites. But we are becoming parasites. You know, part of our day, a lot of the people in this country don't pay taxes. We're working every day for other people not to work. You know, we've become, like Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. We've got to get up every day and work. We're working for people not to work. This is crazy. We, these are easy times, and this is not going to last. We're going to be like the prodigal sons coming home mm-hmm. on, on their hands and knees, begging to be brought back in. It's- this country cannot sustain itself this way. It amazes me, Bob. Are you having a problem at Goya with getting enough workers? Yes, yes, uh, and everybody is, you know, we, we were running extra shifts because of demand. We've had to cut down to, uh, you know, single shifts, longer hours, do more with less. You know, our, our uh, wages went up uh, close to 70% from uh, uh, two cow. years ago. So, because people aren't, uh, you know, they're not, they're not working. You've got to compete with the government that's throwing money at people to stay home. But what good is it when you when you stay home and do nothing? You are taking away our a reason to get up in the morning, reason to live, to work, to to produce. So, Bob, I have I have read that there is going to be a shortage of aluminum cans because aluminum will be hard to find. You started when you took over Goya. One of the things you did was you you made yourself kind of independent. You make your own cans and everything else. Is there going to be a can shortage, or is that? Yeah, well, there's a shortage of everything. You know, uh, it's, it's steel. Uh, we do a lot. We do steel cans with tin coatings. Uh, but there's shortages of, of crowns for for bottles. There's shortages of glass there's shortages of lumber i figured out the why there's shortage of lumber and that's because they're printing so much darn money <laughs> using all the wood for for paper <laughs> but you know housing costs all these construction costs you can't get things and you know our demand locally is is there's inflation there but the big inflation is coming from products that we're importing from overseas and just we can't be satisfied enough. The gluttony is too much. We need things. But we, we, you, you, know, you go out to eat. You go out to the stores. There's help wanted signs all over Everywhere. the place. 
in the beginning, you know, last year during COVID, we were working. We didn't have the problem. The problem occurred when all these this money flew out, you know, to mm-hmm. to everybody and say, "Don't worry about going to work. Just stay home and and relax." But you know, I worked the production line when I was ten years old, and a minute seemed like an hour. And if you put a kid and you sit him at home, you know, like they say, the idle mind is a devil's workshop. You can do no good if you don't have a purpose to get up every day. And it is amazing how you can write your own uh, ticket at this point. My son just started working at Pizza Hut, and he, he in one night, made $95 in tips, in tips at a Pizza Hut. It was, it's crazy. And I, I told him, I said, son, you know, if you work hard, you could be running it in a year or two because people are not coming to work. And when they do, they're not necessarily, you know, the hardest workers, hardworking people. Now is their time, especially for youth. And they have to work hard because they're usually the only people in the place. You know, uh, if you usually have a staff of 20, it's, it's five or, or six. Yeah, well, and th- so that, they've, they've got to do yeah. more with less. Yeah. Um, Bob, is there any doubt in your mind? Is this is this inflation that we're seeing? Is this transitory? Is this just going to cure itself? You know, th- th- this is uh you know, it, this is, we're moving away from God. We're we're not we're throwing money at more and more people. Don't pay taxes. When I when I got out of college, I made four bucks an hour, and I made eight thousand a year, and I paid taxes. I don't care how much you make. If you you got it, we have to produce. We have to pay taxes. If we don't, if we keep raising the bar, they say tax the rich, but people who are working are being taxed and the people who are not working are getting the benefit of that. As long as that persists as, as our modus operandi, the, the, this is, is, is not just inflation, it's the dismantling the destruction of our nation. You're exactly right. Bob, thank you for everything that you do. President and CEO of Goya Foods, um, it's uh, uh, Robert or Bob Unanway. Uh, from Goya. Thank you, as always, Bob, for everything that you do. That guy is really involved in charity as well. He's a great guy. Patriot Mobile, the old saying, if everyone is jumping off a cliff, would you do it too? Well, guess what? Leftists are leading the charge to run our entire country off a cliff, and unfortunately, too many Americans are running headlong to join them. And that's because big business is joining them. And so when you are using... You know, big mobile, you're using Verizon, you are running towards the cliff. You are helping them uh, get more people to run over the cliff. Stop doing business with big mobile. Too many of them are supporting leftist causes. And if you're with Verizon, you're sending money to Planned Parenthood every time you pay your monthly be- your monthly phone bill. That's crazy. Is that what you want? Switch. You have a conservative company right now that gives you great service at an affordable rate. You could save up to half, up to half. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call 972-PATRIOT. It's time to stand together. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Go there now. You know, they, um, they always have asked, is the country on the right track and the wrong track? And... I think for the first time in my lifetime, it is so very clear. It's not just the wrong track. It's, it's as if we're living in a parallel universe. 
uh, and their universe does not relate to ours at all. President Biden and President uh, Xi of China had a three hour meeting on Monday. Now, according to a Chinese readout about the meeting, Xi threatened President Biden, telling him that if the U.S. supports Taiwanese independence, they would be, quote, playing with fire. And if you play with fire, you will get burned. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that President Biden stood up to him and said, we strongly oppose unilateral efforts to change the status quo or to undermine peace and stability across this Taiwan Strait. But a state broadcaster on Chinese television said today that Biden has promised to, quote, not support Taiwan independence, end quote. Okay, well, this is coming from the Chinese media, which I don't believe. But then again, I don't believe our media either. And I'm not sure. Would you bet freedom on that? Would you bet freedom that he didn't say that? I don't know. But here's why it matters to you. If China takes Taiwan, aside from all of the things like, I don't know, the end of freedom for 24 million people and generations yet to come. If we lose Taiwan, we lose the biggest chip manufacturer to China. China's number two. Taiwan's number one. That means all those chips, 80, 90 percent of all chips in the world will now be made in China. Do you think they have a gun to our head? So what did they talk about? Well, the White House has said that they talked about the important role that the United States and the Communist Party play in the climate crisis. So he spent three hours talking about the climate crisis with a country that skipped the climate summit. You know what they didn't talk about? They didn't talk about the economy. You know what they didn't talk about? The widespread slave labor or the ethnic cleansing or the 180,000 concentration camps. But, I mean, that's secondary to climate, isn't it? They didn't even talk about the origins of the COVID-19. Didn't seem to come up. Climate change. Wow. Very successful meeting. We're not sure if we support Taiwan or not. And it was climate change. Nothing about anything else. President, I guess, is not interested in the origins of COVID-19 anymore, but we still are. And that's why we have crimes or cover up exposing the world's most dangerous lie. Tonight, you will have a new understanding of COVID, the origins, who's involved, what happened as the pandemic started. What about the vaccine? What is this all about? Tonight, 8 p.m., blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code FAUCHILIED. Save 25 bucks off your subscription. Make sure you invite friends and neighbors to watch it with you. This is the Glenn Beck Program.